in a world that has been completely divided for so long. Two movie fans have decided to unite for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff. The other, a horror movie fanatic. Together, they will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Look them up on Facebook and Instagram. everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Captain Steve. This week, we're talking about Deep Blue Sea 2 from 2018, directed by Darren Scott. So, yeah, this is almost 20 years after the original movie came out. And I remember when it was first announced, everybody was very excited about it. You know, like, finally, 20 years later, we're finally getting a sequel to Deep Blue Sea. And then I think it was announced that it was either going direct to DVD or going straight to the sci-fi channel. And so, um, you know, any excitement for the movie very quickly dwindled out. And I, I get it, you know, The Deep Blue Sea was such a fantastic movie when it came out. And it was a big Hollywood feature. So, you know, when you expect a sequel, you want to see the same, like, caliber or quality of film. And... Yeah, when it's going straight to DVD or sci-fi, it, it's not really going to have that, you know. But uh, maybe it turned out okay. I don't know. Yeah, the the first one is an absolutely fantastic movie. And I haven't covered the first one on the podcast yet. Because um, I figured it, it's something one everybody has seen, everybody knows about. Um, it's probably inevitable I will cover it on the podcast at some point. Um, but I'll probably like save it for a guest episode or something somewhere down the line. We'll We'll see. Um, here's the plot synopsis right off of Letterboxd. Stronger, wiser, deadlier. When shark conservationist Dr. Misty Calhoun is invited to consult on a top-secret project run by pharmaceutical billionaire Carl Durant, she is shocked to learn that the company is using unpredictable and highly aggressive bull sharks as its test subjects, which soon break loose and cause havoc. Thinking about how this movie plays out in that plot description, it's sort of what happens. But we'll see. See in a second here. Um, so this has an average rating of 1.7 stars on Letterboxd. Um, now, for poster expectations, the poster is not that exciting. It's just a, like, bikini babe facing away from the camera, and there's sharks in front of her. That's basically it. It's very... 
very simple and very much like every other shark movie poster that we've seen. Um, so, you know, but because it's a sequel to the original, I'm expecting some decent effects. Um, judging by the story, it's going to be very similar. So let's see if this actually has any connection to the original or see if it even stands up and let's dive in. We start off the South African coast following an illegal shark finning vessel and they're trying to reel in a shark and when they do they kill it immediately and chop its fin off fucking assholes and dump the rest of the shark and this is very I know I've said this a million times but this shit really pisses me off because like this is exactly what they do for shark finning they don't even take the rest of the meat they just take the fin and then throw the shark away it's pretty fucking disgusting. Like, listen, I don't have a problem with people hunting or fishing or whatever, you know, to each their own. Um, but this is just so wasteful and just disrespectful. Like, ah, uh, people fucking piss me off. But it's okay. They do die in a second. Spoilers. And then they decide to take a selfie with one and uh, fucking one of the dick, uh, fucking dickheads is like holding the shark fin in his mouth, biting it. And he's like, ah, fucking asshole. Anyways. Um, their boat is rocked by something, and, uh, ooh, I wonder what it is. They see a fin swimming by and get excited for a while, and then they see, like, five more swimming towards the boat, all in formation, and they head for the boat, and then they hit it. Both of them fall in, and they're picked off one by one, and the sharks so far have been CG, except for maybe when they first spotted, uh, the first shark. It was probably a real shark, like some stock footage, maybe, um, uh, but after that, it was CG, not terrible, but after 20 years since the original, like, I kind of wanted a little bit more. Um, but one of the bodies uh, sinking to the bottom actually looked really cool. It was kind of a cool effect. I don't... It was probably digital, but it was gory enough that it looked cool. I liked it. And then we see this man that's tracking these sharks, and he pulls up in his boat, and he sees there's no one on board, and then he looks out and spots the sharks headed his way. He clicks some, like, electronic beeper thing, like, we saw the same kind of shit in the Meg 2, and so the sharks, like, start moving off, and then they start following him in his boat to somewhere, I wonder where... And then we cut to a bikini babe diving in the water, and then it's intercut with the sharks swimming, bad CGI sharks here, and then random stock footage of other sharks and sea life. And the song playing sounds like a terrible version of a fucking Bond song. It's like, deep blue sea. Like, it's just awful. It's so bad. So this bikini babe is Misty Calhoun, and we cut to her classroom, and she's talking about sharks with her students, and how they're not as dangerous as the media portrays them, which I often say on here as well. Um, yeah, so she gives them, like, that whole spiel. We don't need to hear it again. And then one of the students then asks, like, what type of sharks she wouldn't swim with, and she says, bull sharks. <laughs> oh no, you guys, I think we're in for some real treats later when she finds out there's bull sharks. Woo! We're back with Boat Dude, and he's led the sharks back to a facility in the middle of the ocean, very much like the first movie, um, but if, like, the budget was, like, one-eighth of that. So there's still, like, that floating facility on top of the water, and then, like, you go down, and there's an underwater facility. It's very much the same thing, but it's, like, way, way smaller. Um, boat Guy's name is Trent, and he meets someone at the docks facility, and uh, his name is Mike, and he tells them all five sharks managed to escape, and he has to check the perimeter and all that shit. So 
Yeah, basically exactly like how the first one started. Like, they haven't changed much of it so far, which is kind of annoying when they do this. When sequels just copy the first one, they're like, oh, well, everybody liked this about the first one, so let's just do that again. Nobody liked, wanted to see the exact same plot for the second one. Nobody asked for that. I'm pretty sure. At least I didn't, but, you know, who the fuck am I to say? After Misty's class is over, she's visited by Craig Burns, and he works for a pharmaceutical company and says his client wants to work with her on his project. Craig says Durant, the owner, is ready to fund her work for the next five years if she goes and consults with them. Um, standard Jurassic Shark bullshit here. Uh, yeah, again, we see this all the time. It's like, we need a scientist. Scientist doesn't want to go. And then it's like, we'll fund your fucking research. And scientist is like, woo! Yeah, so, so far, this movie is completely fucking unoriginal. It's just bullshit so far. But maybe it gets better, guys. Back at the facility, Trent confronts Aaron, who is the programmer nerd character, and asks him how the sharks uh, got out, and he assures him that the fence and everything is working just fine. And then on the computer screen, we see that there is a tunnel under uh, one of the... Uh, fences and uh, they got to extend the fence but the materials won't get there fast enough so they got to come up with some other bullshit then we go to a busy dock and Craig introduces Misty to two other people Daniel and Leslie and they're neurobiologists or something there's some other sort of fucking scientist and Daniel is pretty excited about getting a bunch of money um, but Misty is very skeptical about the whole thing as she should be um, you know because she has common sense and then finally, they head out on the boat to the facility. Underwater, we can see Trent setting up some cables as a temporary fence, I think, or it extends, like, the electrical field of the fence or something like that. As he comes back inside through, like, the this moon pool, you remember in the first movie how there's that underwater lab and then, like, they can swim up underneath it? Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing here. So he's met by Misty and everyone else, and then Trent shows her that they have bull sharks in captivity, and she almost fucking shits herself. I told you, she wasn't going to be fucking happy about this. It's the one shark she won't swim with, and it's the one shark she's going to have to swim with in this movie. Whew. Durant then enters and introduces himself, but Misty is having none of it, and she warns Durant that bull sharks are dangerous, and Durant says he can guarantee everyone's safety and tells everyone to go topside. And then Trent uh, commends Misty for giving Durant shit and tells her that they need uh, more of that around here. More of, like, people telling the truth than telling him, like, how shit actually is. Yeah, I don't understand how you can have a dangerous animal in captivity and just be like, yeah, I can guarantee it. You can't guarantee shit. Accidents happen. Oh, my God. I feel like I just repeat myself on here all the time. These people are so stupid. <sighs> As they all finally get topside, Durant throws Aaron, the nerdy character, right into the fucking water. And everyone just watches until finally Misty jumps in and starts swimming back with him. I don't know how he managed to get so far out. Like, they th threw him off the dock and then waited 10 seconds and then Misty jumps in and suddenly he's like 300 feet away. Well, maybe not 300 feet away, but he's, like, really far away from where he should be. Anyways, Misty and Aaron make it back, and Trent uses his beeper to deter the sharks, and then Misty gives Durant shit again, and then asks how we train them to swim in formation, because they can't be conditioned, and he says he'll explain everything later. Ooh, I wonder what's going on. 
As everyone goes inside, Aaron and Trent stand outside, and Aaron points to his shoes and says one of the sharks grabbed him and was playing with him like a toy, but Trent doesn't really believe him for some reason. I mean, we clearly see Aaron get pulled underwater at one point, so I don't really understand why Trent doesn't believe him. Maybe because his name is Trent and he's an asshole. No, I don't know. I just, I, I have a bad experience with the name Trent. I just, uh, it sounds like a frat boy. Hey, my name's Trent, and I think we should be, like, best friends. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. And then, of course, Aaron points out that, you know, these aren't normal sharks. Like, uh-oh, couldn't see that coming. And then next, we get an extended scene of Misty taking her wet clothes off and then drying herself in her bra and panties because sex sells, I guess. There was no other point to this scene. I mean, we could have seen her come back in different clothes and assumed she had gotten changed from jumping in the water, but... I mean, again, I, I'm not complaining per se, but it's, it's really unnecessary. Just saying. Durant goes to his room, and in a book, he has, like, vials of red liquid stashed inside the book, and he takes one out and drinks it, and it looks like a gooey fluid... And then we get, like, a Breaking Bad-style, like, opening credits effect. But instead of, like, the periodic table, uh, it's, like, DNA elements. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but that's what's happening. And then Craig knocks and comes into his room, and he tells Durant that the sharks got out, and he thinks they killed some fishermen. And uh, Durant says, oh, but he didn't see it happen, blah, blah, blah. He just thinks it happened. You know, trying to throw it under the rug. Typical fucking corporate bullshit. And then he goes on a rant about how the serum or whatever is working. And his sharks are getting smarter. And he is in, like, full mad scientist mode right now. He's like, yeah, man, they're getting smarter. Can't you see it? Woo! Craig says if everything gets out, it's a PR nightmare. And Durant tells Craig that the sharks are alive because he allows it. And they have trackers in their fins so they can always find them. Even in the deep blue sea... Oh, he said the name of the movie. Oh, my. Durant also says once his work is done, then he's just going to kill the sharks. And outside his window, we see a shark looking in as if it's listening to Durant talk. Nonsense. Like, whatever. In the kitchen, Leslie and Daniel are arguing, and Daniel is still excited, but Leslie is having second thoughts like a normal person would. And Daniel is like, oh, we won't regret this, blah, blah, blah. And then he confesses that he's been working with Durant for quite some time, and he's been sharing her work with him without her knowledge or consent, I'm assuming here. Pretty fucked up, Daniel. She somehow forgives him, and they decide to stay idiots. So everyone heads to the wet lab and Durant says he needs everyone's help. So basically he's making a drug to make people smarter. Um, but they explain this with like big speeches and science jargon. And then Durant reveals that they've been testing the drugs on sharks. Like fucking why? Of all animals to test on, why would you test it on sharks? What benefit does that give you? Like, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. At least in the first movie, they tried to justify it with, like, the, uh, um, oh my god, the dementia drugs, like, making that. You know, I'm sure it's not accurate or makes any sense, but it sounded a little bit better. This is complete nonsense. There is absolutely no reason to, like, want to make a predatory or, like, predatorial animal smarter. It doesn't make any sense. 
What, like, why would you want to, like, actually put yourself in danger? Like, I don't know. I just, I can't. I can't. Topside, Trent sedates a shark, and it's loaded down below into the wet lab, just like the original movie. So, the shark is actually a practical effect, and it's like a full-size shark, and it's actually really decent looking. Um, I, I appreciate they put some effort into the practical effects, because, um, you know, I love that shit. And then Durant then goes on about AI becoming more prevalent and how people need to be smarter in order to not be irrelevant. And, like, I know he's insane, but in, like, the current climate of AI right now, he's starting to make a lot of sense. But we'll see. Is this going to be a warning for the future? Misty accuses Durant of having a god complex, and he says when he's done, they can all be gods. And now you've lost me, Durant. Now you you went back to the mad scientist thing. Yeah, you lost me. Misty talks to one of the workers, and he reveals that Durant is taking the drugs himself, and she asks if there's been any negative side effects on the sharks, but he says it's all improvements, like better eyesight and shit. I don't know how they tested the... whatever. I'm gonna stop questioning the science of this movie. Topside, we see the shark's fins cutting the boat loose and knocking into the facility and knocking barrels of fuel over. And then Miss, down below, Misty asks why she's there. And Durant says that the sharks have been acting weird. And Misty says it's because she's pregnant. And the worker and Durant then confirm it with an ultrasound. Trent then goes topside to see all the destruction and fuel is leaking everywhere. The boat is smoking. He starts using his beeper recall thing, but the shark's not responding. It's a real fucking mess, let me tell you. As he heads down below, the facility shakes, and outside we see the sharks ramming into the place. And the worker who is talking to Misty opens the shark's mouth, sticks his hand inside, and like he's taking some samples of the back of its throat or something. And then he sees the eyes moving, but he actually manages to pull his arm out in time. And then they cut the shark loose. So in the original movie, the dude actually lost his arm when this scene, like exact same scene happened. So uh, kudos for changing it slightly from the movie you ripped off. Because this doesn't feel like a sequel. It feels like a ripoff so far. But anyways... While the facility is rocking, Craig has headphones on and he's writing a report about Durant's erratic behavior and it's done with a voiceover and it's completely unnecessary. I, I don't know why this scene was here. It just com completely fucking random. Topside, there's an explosion and the whole facility is rocked. We see on the computer screens the sharks are taking out the cameras one by one, just like the original movie. As Craig is searching for help, the tunnel he's in starts flooding. Misty looks out the door through the window and sees that the corridor is flooded. And then Craig's head floats across and everyone sees it and freaks out. It was This was a cool, like, kind of little effect, but I would have liked to have seen him get attacked. But they're saving what attacked him for some reason as a surprise. I don't know. I don't know. I can't justify anything they're doing right now. Misty looks out the window into the sea and says she's figured it out. Bella isn't pregnant anymore, oh my god, and being brought into the wet lab triggered her to give birth. I have some serious doubts about the science behind this, um, but I mean Durant is also creating a limitless drug, so who cares at this point. We cut to the corridor and we see a bunch of tiny baby sharks swimming around. And they were responsible for Craig's death. Um, as I said, would have been cool to see that, but... Sure, why not? We'll just leave it a mystery. 
Aaron starts flipping out and he tells Durant to fuck off. Um, so yeah, tensions are high and they then decide that someone has to go topside and use the satellite phone to call for help. And uh, they do the whole thing like, no, I'm going. No, I'm going to go. You can't go because you're a woman. You know, all that shit. And uh, then Misty butts in and she's like, yeah, I'm going in. And as she says that, she like zips up her wetsuit just enough to like squeeze her boobs together. Um, I'm just I'm going to say the filmmakers were a fan of her boobs. I think it's just a hunch that I have. As Trent and Misty argue, uh, Mike is already in the pool and he dives under and everyone watches him through the window and he's attacked almost immediately. A shark bumps into him and knocks him out. And then we see Trent has swam out and is bringing him back in and they actually manage to get back in somehow without the sharks attacking them. For reasons. Mike is unconscious and Misty performs CPR until he's revived. He stands up and he's about to grab his scuba gear when a shark emerges from the pool and bites his head off and his headless body falls into the pool. So I think they wanted this to be like their Samuel L. Jackson moment from the first movie, but like you could see this coming from a mile away. It was still cool. I liked the effect of his body falling into the water. It looked good, but it just didn't have the impact that original scene does and of course it's not like you can't really recreate that and i felt like that's what this scene was it felt like they were trying to recreate that moment and it didn't work i mean there's a lot of things in this movie that don't work though so i'm not surprised misty then tells durant that they can't let these sharks leave the complex and durant says he's close to a breakthrough Uh, apparently i cannot talk he's close to a breakthrough so they can't kill them And then the wet lab starts losing pressure, water starts pouring in, and then they're thrown into, like, various corridors. Uh, Misty and Trent are trapped in the same corridor, and basically we learn they're both there for the money. Wooey! Who cares? They start cautiously moving through the facility, um, as they don't know where the baby sharks are anymore. Um, Aaron and one of the other workers are together looking for a way out. Leslie and Daniel have been separated. Oh, the poor little couple. And then Durant is wandering a corridor alone. And all these corridors are lit differently. Like one is a green light, one is all red, one is all blue. Um, but I feel like they're the same corridor, but like in post they threw up just different color grading to make them look different, which is fine. It's a lower budget movie. So, you know, but it's just, it looks so much the same, which is what bothered me. I, I don't know. That Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. What do I know? Durant starts taking more of the serum, and we get those weird, like, Breaking Bad flashes again. Trent and Misty run into each other, and Durant tells them they can get out through the air shaft, so they all stick together. As Daniel is calling for Leslie, he sees the baby sharks and jumps up and grabs some pipes hanging from the ceiling, and then the sharks start jumping at him. They These baby sharks in this particular scene actually looked decent. I don't know if it was mixed with practical or if they were just small enough that the CG wasn't terrible, but it didn't look too bad. I just wanted to see more of the full-sized sharks and less of the baby sharks, but I mean, it's something. It's something. After a while, he falls into the water and then he swims off and he seems to be okay. I guess the baby sharks have disappeared. Aaron and the other worker, uh, Josh, are trying to lock themselves in a room, but the door is stuck. And then they hear the sharks approaching. 
Um, because the baby sharks make little screeching noises um, when they're approaching people. I I don't know when this trend started of sharks making noises in movies. I feel like it's a pretty early one, um, like maybe even from the last shark. I can't remember exactly, but it drives me fucking nuts because sharks don't make noise, and there's no reason for them to make noise in this instance. It doesn't make any sense. I don't fucking get it. Why are they making noise? Like, sharks are scary. They don't need to make noise. That's almost what makes them scarier is the fact that they don't make noise. But then it's like, squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's uh, one of my pet peeves, apparently, as we're uh, finding out. Anyways, uh, and back to our regularly scheduled programming. So Josh locks himself in the shower, and Aaron is on a bunk bed just barely above water. The shower eventually fills with water, and the baby sharks get in and attack Josh, and the water in the shower just fills with fucking blood. Durant and Misty argue as they walk along to the air shaft, as they do, and then Misty hears Daniel, and she goes to look for him, and as she goes off, Durant and Trent go into the air vent room, and then Durant locks the door behind him and breaks the latch so Misty can't get in. Trent catches him and confronts him, and Durant says, the baby sharks won't get them now, and then Trent punches him in his dumb fucking face, and he tells Misty uh, Durant fucked the door, and she tells him to go topside and then come back for, or whatever, or she's gonna look for another way out. Aaron is now floating on a mattress going down the corridors, pulling himself along the pipes, which is not a terrible idea, actually. I mean, at least you're keeping above the water, And, you know, he's pulling himself along. If you're on YouTube right now, you can see what I'm doing when he's pulling himself along the pipes. That's what it looks like. He's pulling himself along the pipes. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice to see somebody do something somewhat smart for two fucking seconds. I appreciate that. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. And then Durant and Trent argue some more, and it's just Durant keeps talking about his project and blah, 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 and the whole, like, man versus machine, and, like, Trent says, like, man is the real problem, and uh, Durant expresses his disappointment to Trent, who really doesn't give two shits, along with the audience. Daniel spots Leslie through a window, and he tries to open the door, but it won't, and he bangs on the door and calls her, but she doesn't hear him, and she walks off, but then she comes right back, and then she sees him. I don't know why we needed this little fake out. It was totally unnecessary. We gotta stretch the plot out somehow, I guess, though. And just as uh, she notices him, she's chased down by the baby sharks and runs up to the door, and Daniel just has to watch as she's attacked. And when she comes back up, she's missing an eye, her face is all chewed up, and then she falls back into the water. I think most of her makeup was CG, but I think some of it was practical, so it didn't look horrible. Like, So it must have been a mix because it didn't look that bad. Um, yeah, again, nice little gory moments like this. We don't see too many gory moments in a lot of these movies. Uh, I'm a big fan of having a little bit of gore in movies, so this was nice. I enjoyed this. Trent and Durant make it topside, and Trent makes a mayday call on the satellite phone. Aaron is moving along a corridor when he's attacked by the baby sharks, but he manages to get away somehow. They don't really show us how. He just like, oh, then he got away. I guess they didn't want to try to explain how he managed to get away. That was too hard. So yeah, there we are. 
And he finds Daniel, who is in shock, and he just says he wants to die. And Aaron says, like, Leslie would have wanted him to live and blah, blah, blah. He's got to keep going. Misty is getting the door open to the vent, and Daniel and Aaron find her. They open the door, and they hear the baby sharks coming, like, screech, 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 screech. Ugh, fucking irritating. Misty has a blowtorch that she was using to open the door, and she stands her ground and fights the sharks off as she yells for Daniel and Aaron to go, and she runs off. Aaron and Daniel manage to climb up the shaft, but it starts filling up with water. Topside, Trent is asking Durant for a key, I assume to get back into the facility, and he says he's going back for the others, and Durant says they're all dead. And just then, Aaron and Daniel start coming up out of the corridor, or out of the air vent, and as Trent helps them up, they pull Daniel, and when they're pulling him up, the whole lower half of his body is gone. So he's just been, like, getting attacked by baby sharks this whole time he's been climbing up this air vent, and just, like, not saying anything. Which is insane. And, like, it's just his guts and intestines spilling out of him. And then he dies, and they just, like, plop him back down into the air vent. Like, don't even, like, pull him up all the way. Like, I know they can't really do anything, but, like, just, like, dropping him fucking down like that, it seems a little mean. But I, I sort of get it in that situation, but ugh, still... Underwater with some absolutely terrible green screen effects, uh, Misty is swimming around the facility and she makes her way to the surface. As she swims to the dock, she's chased down by an adult shark and Trent and Aaron pull her out just in the nick of time. Whew, thank God, didn't see that one coming. She gives Durant shit for leaving her down there to die. She looks at Aaron and asks where Daniel is and he says he didn't make it. She looks at Durant and calls him a devil, and then he compares himself to a bunch of other famous scientists and how they were all considered mad back in their time. And so, of course, they all argue about this nonsense. And then they spot a drone heading for them, and Trent and Trent says it's a Coast Guard drone to see if the call was real. I, I haven't done any research on this, but I gotta call bullshit on this. I Like, why wouldn't you just send a boat out if somebody's calling for help? Why would you send a drone out be like, oh, there are people that need help, and then send a boat out. I, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It just does not make any sense. But again, I could be wrong. This might be a totally legit thing, but for me, it just didn't make any sense. And I, I imagine maybe it was just a budgetary thing. It was just easier to CG a drone in. And then as the drone gets closer, a shark jumps out of the water and grabs it, and then Trent spots a small boat and says they need to swim out to it because the facility is sinking and they don't have time before the Coast Guard gets there. Aaron argues and then Misty throws him into the water and then Durant looks at her and says, oh, it's fun, isn't it? And she's just like, fuck off. As they're swimming out, Aaron is pulled under and a shark approaches Misty and Trent. It swims right between them and heads for Durant. He ducks underwater and screams at the shark as it approaches and it swims away. And then he pops up, like, yelling, like, oh, yeah, see, I told you I was Bella's master. And then he's thrown into the air as Bella, that's the name of the shark, by the way, not that it really matters, the, like, main pregnant shark. Uh, yeah, anyways, she breaches the water in slow motion, and then we see her chomp down on him, like, chomp on him right in half, blood spills. Um, this was CG. Um, the shark was, obviously. Um, and I think the uh, Durant character like was real 
but uh, it looked half decent. I was happy with his death. I really wanted him to die in this movie, and he did, and it looked half decent. I was I was I was happy with it. Again, it's not anything like the original per se, um, looks wise, but this was okay. I approve of this one. Misty and Trent get on the boat, and Bella starts heading for them, and as she breaches, they each fire a flare into her mouth, and she dies. <sighs> um, would that really kill it? Like, I, I mean, that's kind of lame, right? Like, just two flares in the mouth, like, oh, it's dead. This, like, highly intelligent shark is just dead because of two flares in its mouth. Ah. Uh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. As Misty looks into the water, Aaron pops up and she drags him into the boat and they drive off, but Misty says they can't let the other shark survive. Trent stops the boat, he pulls out a device, arms it, and the whole facility blows. Um, not sure how they think they got all the sharks, um, but yeah, they just drive off after that. They're like, well, job done, and then they just leave. And then we get a title card, Three weeks later, we're on a beach with a, like a couple and then they argue about going into the water and the girlfriend is worried about sharks and then we go underwater and we see the sharks swimming around, we hear a scream and roll credits. And that's how it ends. I mean, I don't understand how they thought they killed all the sharks. They're like, well, we blew up the facility. The sharks were probably around it. And then that's all they did. They didn't, like, ver nothing. Like, uh. I mean, yeah. Right off the bat, Deep Blue Sea, this is not. Absolutely not. Um, Like, this is a Deep Blue Sea knockoff, as I said. Like, this is like the last shark, but instead of Jaws, it's Deep Blue Sea. They, they ripped off some scenes, same basic idea, and then called it Deep Blue Sea 2. Like, there doesn't seem to be any connection to the original. Um, it's the same basic idea. Um, and, like, as far as I can tell, there's not even any indication it takes place in the same universe. Unless there's just, like, some offhand comment that I missed, or, like, some character name, or maybe the company name, for all I know. I don't know. Um, but it just doesn't feel like it takes place in the same universe. I, like, we had a sexy doctor lady. That, we had that, as they showed us. Um, I, I would be more lenient with this movie if it wasn't supposed to be a successor to Deep Blue Sea. Like, one of the greatest shark movies ever made. Um, so, like, taking Deep Blue Sea out of the title... And then just taking this movie for what it is, it's fine. I'm I think I'm gonna be a little bit generous and go a little bit above the 1.7 stars and do two I'll give it two stars. There were some decent moments of gore. Sexy doctor lady. <laughs> I mean Um But yeah, there were some decent gore moments and it was fine. Um the CG wasn't great in all parts. And they did certainly cop out by using the baby sharks a lot instead of using the full-size sharks. Um, but there's a lot, there's enough little things here and there that it made it somewhat enjoyable for me. So, yeah, two stars for me. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Or if you're on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. For watching. For watching. Good God.
As always, you can find me on all the social medias at Bucket of Chum Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher. And don't forget, you can support the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bucket of Chum. And uh, I will see you guys next time for an all new episode of Bucket of Chum. Imagination, creativity, storytelling, brainstorming, or brainstorming. This is the brainstorming project. Join me, Chad, or as I probably should go by now, Brainstorm, each week as I use my overactive imagination to brainstorm ideas. Each week I'll pick a different genre and create a story from scratch. Characters, world, premise the whole kit and caboodle the creative process in podcast form this should be fun listen to the brainstorming project wherever you get your podcast fix join the brainstorming